Hey everyone, this is the first episode of Sunny Side Up Radio, and this is my co-host Rachel. Hey. Hey. <laughs> and we are talking to Ace Enders from the early November. He is gracing us with his presence today. Oh, yes. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. Where did you come here from today? It's been a journey. Today has been a journey for me. <laughs> I, co- I hail from South Jersey. Okay. Uh, so it's, um, it's a trek, uh, but I always enjoy coming to the city. I had a jam-packed day today. It was excitement from start till now and now yeah we're finishing what did you excitement. do all day did you come direct from do you want me to give South you the, yeah. the whole rundown Why not? yeah is that it. really what okay <laughs> what's the day like okay so a day for me is like let's see my alarm goes off around four uh four oh eight a.m <laughs> exactly i okay. woke up at four yeah it's <laughs> weird timing i know i just can't do four o'clock because no. i feel like that's too early but four fifteen, i'm slacking so four oh eight seems just about right for me um, and then I do this thing where I uh, clean clean parking lots for it because people are, you know, they leave a lot of trash. Yeah. I was actually, my grandfather, he passed, he did it, uh, he cleaned parking lots. That was his, like, thing. Yeah. Um, so a couple family members decided to carry his legacy. So I get up early, 4.30, cleaning people's trash. Then, wow. That's sweet. you know, take the kids to school, hit the gym. We unpacked a storage unit all day and then repacked it in another storage unit. Damn. Ooh. And then hopped on the train. And came here. Nice. Oh yeah. That's uh, that's nice. The cleaning up parking lots thing. Yeah, it's gross. Yeah, it's I gross. can't imagine. You, you find wear all some sorts of weird gloves. stuff. Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to know. You do have to wear gloves. <laughs> yeah. For I wear sure. boots too because I'm like. Uh, you don't know what you're gonna step on. Yeah. Also, True. I wanted to say uh, happy birthday. Thank you very much. Is you it turned, today? I appreciate that. No, it's last week. Oh. You turned week. forty. Big. Uh, big. Big date. It was. It was a milestone. What did you do? Yeah. What did I do? Yeah. Um, well, uh, my family surprised me with a wonderful surprise party, so it was nice. Wow. Um, but you know, other than that, I worked. Yeah. You know, I just did speaking the of surprises. Thing. <gasps> oh gosh, surprise! I actually don't I know what this something. is. I didn't show you either. <laughs> yeah. I got a little something for you for just some art for your studio. If oh, you want to open it up, I can open it now. Yeah. I, I, I opened it a little bit, so it wouldn't be so hard. <laughs> it's a late birthday gift. Yeah, this is very, very exciting. Very exciting. ASMR. Yeah. I think I think you might like it. I'm I'm I can't wait. <laughs> this is an excellent tape job. Whoever did this should work for FedEx. Away <laughs> from this is what I think it is. This is oh, yeah. <laughs> it's actually awesome. I simplified it so awesome. So it could look nicer on a. Wow, art direction by Sunny. That is actually fantastic. Okay, oh I got. I got to going be, up tomorrow. I got to be honest. I'm with you. <laughs> I, this is the first time I heard of the early November because obviously I like look at all of Sunny's posts, and I, I would say I'm familiar with like that era and genre of music, but I had never heard of y'all until yeah. he made that post. It's a crime. I'm yeah, just really I mean, it's <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> like I, I post a lot of like Blink One Eighty Two memes and a lot of like more like the popular stuff. And when I posted, I posted that on Twitter originally, and I didn't think it was like, I mean, I love Early November, and I think, you know, they're one of my favorite bands, but I didn't think everyone, like my following, would know you guys. And then it started going, started picking up on Twitter, and then I posted it on Instagram, and it got like a lot more likes than a normal post gets. So that just tells me that my followers know you, and... Yeah, and that's, <laughs> even though I wasn't familiar when I saw, like, the response, I was like, oh, what is this? Like, everybody's, it's obviously resonating with a bunch of people, like, let me check it out. Yeah. I was like, Here we are. the reason why I was, I made that meme, I was literally just like, 
was, you know, when you go like, oh, I miss this band. Let me just go on YouTube and just like watch some live videos. So I was going deep and then I was watching a bunch of videos and then I saw someone post that picture. And I was like, wow, that really looks like <laughs> the early November. <laughs> and I was just like, early November appreciation post, you know? Sick. So awesome. <laughs> Actually, I remember waking up that morning and Jeff, our drummer, sent it to me. And he's like, did you see this? I'm like, that's wonderful. <laughs> that is really, really wonderful. My, like, it's been years since Superbad came out. I remember being at shows and people have called me Michael Sarah for <laughs> really since that movie came out. <laughs> that's it's, hilarious. Yeah. Wow. Great assumption. Great uh, yeah. observation you made. Yeah. You did, and you did it also, good. like, it fits well because, I mean, obviously, I, I was, there's always like a risk where you might offend someone. You know, <laughs> I, I was hoping it wouldn't offend anyone in the band, but I feel like it looks perfect because it looks like they're like coming out of a tour bus, maybe. It really yeah. does. Yeah. It's, it's perfect. It's I like gotta a, rewatch yeah. that movie. Yeah. I did rewatch it actually since then because I was like, same exact thing. I need, <laughs> I need to rewatch that movie. And I'm like, this is bad. I was like, maybe my kids will dig it. It didn't like, hold up? No, no, no. It's awesome. Yeah. But I'm <laughs> like, it's not appropriate as a father. Oh, yeah. I'm like, Wait, this old, is inappropriate. How old are your kids, if you don't mind? Well, my kids are 12 and 10. Yeah, not quite super bad. Not age. quite super bad. And even if they were, I'd be like, you don't want to be the one to show them. No, no. they got to watch. They got to find you that find on their that own. At like, like a, a yeah. sleepover. Like American Pie. Yeah, exactly. Well, that, if you watch that, that's like like that's like American. I feel like Super Bad's like the new Amer- American Pie. Yeah, for sure. But Absolutely. if you watch American Pie, like the jokes are like a hundred times yeah. more like <laughs> yeah. offensive, and you're like. My dad is a preacher, so I wasn't allowed, just from a parenting note, I wasn't allowed to watch like PG-13 or R basically until I was out of the house, so... Yeah. But we f- you find it. You, yeah. it. you have a yeah. sleepover and somebody's watching Austin Powers and you're like, whole world has changed. Yeah, <laughs> it truly is. I never really had any type of... Uh, they were like, it was the opposite for me. Yeah. It was like, here's a box of movies. Some of them are rated R. There's going to be nudity <laughs> and there's going to be weird stuff. Yeah, I was um, so restricted. Yeah, yeah, my parents are both not from America, so it was kind of like, it was just like, we don't know, whatever, just watch it. Yeah, know. like, what are you watching? <laughs> we don't know what that is. Like, I didn't grow up with, like, Seinfeld on. I just watched Seinfeld for the first time, like, three months ago. I watched it all the way through. Oh, my God. But I didn't, like, a lot of people, like, grew up with it, like, in their background. I don't know. Yeah. I never really did. I guess my parents didn't like get the humor. So many amazing takeaways from that show. Oh, yeah. It's, it's it's yeah, it's probably one of the best shows ever. Definitely is. We're actually watching it with the kids now because we figure like they need to see that stuff. Yeah, you know, there's they some adult it. themes, but yeah, they love it. They but I feel like everything adult on Seinfeld is like pretty implied. Yeah, like it's not in your right. face. It's not so like on the nose. They weren't yeah. able to really say things yeah. that you can say now. Times were different. Yeah. I just watched mm. a few episodes of it recently, um, and there's one where there's like. Maybe you guys know what I'm talking about. There's a guy who's like an agent for the public library, Mr. Bookman. Oh, oh man, it was just so good. I'm not going to recount it because nobody wants to listen to that on a podcast. But, yeah, <laughs> there's some stuff that really holds up. What is it again? What are we talking about? Uh, what? What do you <laughs> mean? Know. How did we get here? Yeah. We're talking about parenting, I think. Oh, wow. <laughs> Rough subject. So um, I was actually looking at YouTube yesterday, and I noticed you guys made a YouTube channel. And you mm-hmm. uploaded the I Want to Hear You Sad video. Yes. And that video, let me tell you, I've been watching that video for years, and I've never seen it full quality like that. Yeah. And seeing it full quality, it just makes it like so much better. It's such a good video. That's why we did it. That's why we made the channel, just because it's been floating around, and we've never owned, like, the people who have been posting that video since, like, 2003. Yeah. And, like, some of them, like, have tons of, tons of views. views. And it's like, that's, like, the story of our career Mm -hmm. you know it's like somebody else is collecting something but um 
Jeff was he's works at NBC full time. So like when he's not rocking, he is doing, doing like socials, socials and doing like uh, production for NBC. Oh, so he's awesome. like super into that high quality, like super. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's like, we have to put this up there so people see it how it's supposed to be. Yeah, and even though it's high quality, it's still like when I that was probably like the first music video I ever saw from you guys. So when the first time I saw it, it just felt so vintage. It had it had like a like a film feel to it, yeah. you know. It was shot on Super Eight, oh, yeah. so it was sick. like. What really, year was this? This was two thousand two ish, three. Wow, it's nice. in that ballpark. Yeah, two. Let's just say two. Why not? I mean, it's a, no three. Never mind. <laughs> two thousand three. Did you film that after the song was out already, or yeah. before? We did. We filmed it after the song came out, and it was like right as we. It was actually we we filmed it after we recorded the room's too cold. So we didn't actually make a video until we were well into an off oh, the wow. cycle. Damn. Um, yeah, it was like we had such a crazy year that year. It was like nonstop touring and um, finally got a break, made the video. And it didn't matter. At that point, things were so different. You've, you found out about information so much slower. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like people would see that video in like Nordstrom or like the mall or like that's where you would see it. Yeah. It yeah. wasn't like now you then there was no YouTube to instantly like, be like yeah. here it is or like a service to push it yeah. out really. Yeah. Delayed so it, gratification. Yeah, so it wasn't, if you weren't on MTV, it didn't really matter. Or if you didn't have the drive through records DVD. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, I, like, I <laughs> during that era, making a music video wasn't really expected if you weren't signed it, to a major label? It wasn't as uh, much of a necessity as it is yeah. right now. It was more like a passion project, I guess? Well, sort of. Yeah. It, I think it's more like when you get to it, you get to it. Yeah. Like, if we make a video, it'll be for this song. And yeah. It's like, because... There was just not a real purpose unless you were getting it for sure placed somewhere. Yeah, makes sense. Right, it wasn't YouTube, so it's like, right. what's the point of doing this whole thing if no one's gonna right. even air it? It's yeah. so cool that it was Super Eight. Yeah, yeah, it was. Who it did was, that, Jeff? No, the Super Eight. Uh, we had a actually funny story. The guy who made the video, he came. He he was from like Chicago or LA, something like that. He's a video guy, right? But this is my first experience with a video guy. Yeah. So I saw this video that I knew I didn't want it to look like. Okay, <laughs> let's just call it, I'm not going to name the yeah, band. Yeah, yeah. I'm just going to say Video A, okay? Is it The awesome. Middle by Jimmy Eat World? <laughs> okay, I wish. <laughs> let's call it Awesome Video. And I was like, we were sitting down having a meeting in a diner. I was like, look, we can do this. This is what we can't do. You can, I'm like, you can do whatever you want as long as it doesn't look like this video, which I hate and yeah. I think they did a terrible job on. He looks straight at me in the eyes and he's like, <gasps> I did that video. Oh, <laughs> I'm like, that's that's what's up. That's what's up. I'm like, how can you even come back from that? It's, it was. How a, did you come back from? I that? was just like, it's cool though. The ideas are there. Right. It's just <laughs> not that style. Oh, completely opposite of that. Yeah, yeah. And how old were you at this time? I was probably 21. Oh, man. And you were 21 when you recorded uh, "Rooms Too that Cold." Right, "Rooms Too Cold." Yeah. Right here. That's it. Still got it. It's Look all, at that. Uh, that's that's the original copy right there. Yep. He's an old head. It's that all, is the it's all OG. worn in. That is so worn in. Right? <laughs> I bet it plays silky smooth. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Before... On that compact disc. That's awesome. I actually haven't seen an actual. This is. I got more of them if you legit want. Legit. This one's got yeah. a little surprise inside. My goodness. Look at that. A signature. What? Whose signature is that? We got, it looks like me, and I don't know who that is. That's me again. They're both me. They're both me. No way. From two different times? Two different times. This That's was, awesome. I think that was 2004 Warp Tour. Yeah. Did you play acoustic that, or was that full band? That was full band. Word. So 2004, yeah, Warp Tour, we were on main stage that year. Yeah. It was like the, Sick. a really cool year. Um, 
and that uh that's funny where yeah, did you versions. what warp tour did you go to like where um I started first going to Asbury Parks, and then uh, I think in 2004, it switched to English Town Raceway. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But my first one was 2002, Asbury Park. Yeah. That was, like, with, like, the U's and, like, Less Than Jake. Damn. Mm-hmm. And uh, did you guys play 2002? Oh, yeah, we you did. did, right? Asbury Park? Asbury Park. Yeah, I saw some footage of that, too. Yeah. I think I also saw you guys that that uh, convention hall show. Right, the Skate and Surf? Yeah. The convention hall? Yeah. Skate and that Surf. That was, like, a legendary show. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's still it was before rooms too cold, right? Yeah, yeah, but um, and that yeah. was legendary when they broke down the barri- barricade. That yeah. was wild <laughs> and let all the fans up. Well, no, it was they had some issue. Um, I don't know what it was. We opened the show, but we we're from New Jersey, yeah. and there was thousands of people, and we were clicking at the time. You know, you get those exciting moments, but um, they had for some reason there was some rule that they had to put the barricade like. 30 to 50 feet off the stage so there was this big space Mm -hmm. and like somewhere in the middle of the set like we were playing a song where everybody was going crazy they just crashed through the barricade like pushed all the security and rushed the stage we had to stop the show but it was yeah an awesome exciting for sure (laughs) yeah um i also saw you guys um at the CMJ, no, was it the CMJ drive through Records at Avalon? Mm-hmm. And I think you also played... Mess that I did. Yeah, I did <laughs> both that day. Yeah. I remember it. Look at this. Now we got one of these. Yeah, is I bought that solo? right when it also, came out. I was this in is a, my first solo thing, yeah. Yeah. This is the first solo project. The original. Now it's shortened to I Can Make a Mess. Can I see? Yeah, it's just, it's too confusing. I, I might go back to that. <laughs> I, I don't know. Yeah. I have a record coming out sometime soon, so. Yeah, I really liked, I mean, I love all your stuff, obviously, but when that one came out, that was, like, so different than anything I've ever heard. I felt like it was, like, a more country. For the time, yeah, it was very different. Yeah. Now, I don't know. I don't really listen to country, so I don't know, but I knew that this, the particular <laughs> song. <laughs> sorry, is that bad? No, no, I just, I, I listen to some country music. One song on there I wanted to ask about is uh, Whispering. Yeah. So, like, most of your music is is written with a guitar and you singing. and So how does a song like that come along? Excellent question. <laughs> because it's like... It doesn't have any guitar? When no. I, I, mean, I mean, it doesn't have a guitar. I thought it had a guitar, but I just can't notice it. But it's just, like, all strings and orchestra. Nice. So did you, like, write out the notes or did you, like, play them? In, like, how did that I played happen? it on, on keys. It was just, like, I think we were in studio and it wasn't originally going to be on the record. It was a song written in the studio. So um, I was just messing around on the keyboard one day and played the line and then laid this crazy beat over it. And we were like, let's just make something really weird. It ended up being one of my favorite songs on the album. Beautiful song. That's my favorite song on the album for sure. (laughs) Did you like create the arrangement or was it real strings or? That song there, I believe there was real strings on it, but the original was played with like just these really weird dark tones on a, yeah, like a fake yeah. Uh, and at the time, it was a really, I remember, like, just really crusty, fake-sounding thing. <laughs> um, technology has since improved much, but it's really cool for the song, and um, it was really cool to layer real strings with it and all that stuff. So. Yeah, I think um, I think this album, uh, Room's Too Cold, mm-hmm. this album, when, when I listen to other albums from this time, they really don't sound as good as this sounds. That's a, like, I was listening to, I mean, not as good as, like, I was listening to like Thrice, The Artist in the Ambulance. I would consider that like around the equal like time that this came out, you know? Yeah. And everything is like so clean and like you can hear every beat is so like 
syncopated and it's just like there's no way like a human can play that i mean i love the music it's so like good and intense but like when i listen to this there's so much feel and like so mm. much i don't know well we did something different on that album like at the time uh music was changing mm-hmm. and we really wanted to i was crazy when i was younger like it <laughs> like i did i wanted to not even use tuners on it i'm like nothing just like, super raw super raw and how did you play it live tape. you didn't have tuners well i wanted to use a tuner live <laughs> oh. but for the record i'm i i remember actually saying to the producer like look if we can't tune it by ear, then we don't deserve to be doing this right. at this point, you know? I don't deserve to have a record deal. Um, but we did end up using tuners, thankfully, but um, made everybody's life way easier. Yeah. But still, it was like the whole thing was very raw, not in a, no computer, anything. And you you and Chris Badami? Yeah, like I... I, I mean, uh, I see you like... Hammered I, it out with him. You guys worked on everything together, pretty much. Yep. yep. That's, that's amazing. And uh, also the songs on this album, they're... Like, one song can sound like a completely different band, but for some reason, they all work so well together. It, like, stays this, cohesive. Yeah, on this album. I think it's because of the sound or, like, the choices that you made to record it. Yeah. Because I hear a lot of, like, like, a, like at the end of, let's say, uh, Everything's Too Cold. Um, I don't even know what's happening, but it just sounds like bookshelves like falling down it sounds like an earthquake happening it is very bizarre but I, in the beginning remember what you sampled for that no samples the, oh that but like the cacophony I, you guys I just threw made threw headphones on the ground and broke them i was in a very like a passionate state as a young child and i remember breaking the headphones and being like i shouldn't have broke those headphones <laughs> after <laughs> but i was in the in lost in the moment you yeah. know yeah. and that uh i think that that record is cool and special to me because it, um, like I said, it was like I was in a headspace. I was very much, this should be raw. This should be real sounding. Um, I can really tell, like, and it, now that I'm a producer, like 20 years later, I can tell, like, I listen to it differently now. Yeah. And I can really, like, tell the difference between this and, like, other bands that were trying to make everything so crispy, clean. Right. And, it, like, it also takes a lot of control, a lot of self-control, because as a producer, as you know, you want to keep making it better and better. It's like, yeah. but the mentality that for that whole record was, if I can't do it like this, then I shouldn't do it. And yeah. it's a weird mentality to have, uh, you know, trying to make a record to sell copies. Mm. <laughs> yeah. But it, you know, it worked out for what it was and it, it was cool for that. What yeah. were you, what were you like listening to when you were making this album? What was, what were you into musically? We were all over the board. It doesn't have to be board. influences, but. Yeah, we were all over the board. We were listening to a lot of different things. I mean, this is the record. Um, we probably, I used to love like old um <clears throat> whatever old emo stuff like yeah. that's pretty much what we were into at that yeah. point but like we, it was a really wide yeah range this song uh I think I think probably my favorite song on this album is The Course of a Human Life yeah. or The Course of Human Life yeah yeah because it just like goes from like I don't know you have this way of making things like so pretty but then completely dark like yeah. so dark Right. And like the juxtaposition of the boat on that song, I think is like the best example of like uh, the way that you guys do that. Yeah, you know? it was it was a cool one to um, especially for that, like what you're saying, it, that is like really nice sounding and then haunting. It goes from like yeah. it could be like a beautiful movie score, then all of a sudden like a, a scary chase scene. Yeah. yeah, and that's the one that um, when Sonny and I were first talking about doing this together, he was like, listen to that song first. And I did, and it, it made me wonder, 
you know, that's sort of informed the question about like orchestral arrangement. Like it mm. sounds like you have like whoever's working on this music has like the, some music theory like in their Zero. back. Yeah, it's crazy. Zero? Yeah, you there's know? even in that song specifically, we didn't find out until decade later that um, I wasn't there, I guess the day of uh, recording rhythm guitars, but Joe and I were playing in search. We're playing three different, like in th three different Keys. chords at the, really? in the chorus. And we're like, I'm like playing it and I'm we're listening to it as we're like pre prepping it for a show present time. And I'm like, what are you guys playing? Like, this is not right. <laughs> and they're is, like, yeah. this is what we always played. I'm like, nah, they're like, this is what's on the record. And I re-listened to it because, you know, I, at the time I, I didn't like listen to the, myself. I didn't listen to the record often. And I was like, oh my, how did no one <laughs> Which part of the chorus? This? Yeah. You're playing three different chords. Yeah, it's, it's like so funny. Three you different like chords. did notice for like 15 years. Yeah. That's so Because cool. I, didn't, I didn't like dive back in. Yeah. <laughs> I had to like relearn it. And then I was like, ah. Oh, one of you is like, this is a B major seven. The other one's like, no, it's a D seven. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is, I don't know what this is at this point. This is yeah. the dark we're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> so it works. What would you say your favorite song to play live on this, not acoustic, like full band? On that record? Yeah. Let me see the track list real quick. <laughs> so I would say it. like Mountain Range is probably the yeah. the most explosive fun song to play. It's a uh it's like the end of it just always captures a moment and people, you know, respond. respond. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I know some of your songs obviously like the way you write lyrics, some of them like some of the lyrics like I'm not gonna say they don't mean anything, but they're like secondary. And some lyrics like are cohesive and like make sense. Like, what is that song about? There's a mountain range in my living room. Because like, if you read the lyrics, I feel like I can't really tell what the what the subject is. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think the idea of that song is just always making yourself okay, like just putting things um, like like the the mountain range in the living room symbolize like just putting sweeping stuff under the carpet under the rug yeah. and oh, just wow. like. <laughs> Is that a saying, or you, or that's just like what when you, you sweep it under the rug? No, no, the, no I think it's the, like an imagery created. In my living room. Yes. Yeah, yes. it just created the imagery. That's right. cool. That is really cool. I think I I was like at the age where Sonny was getting really into your music. I was listening to a lot of like adjacent stuff, um, and it didn't really occur to me till now. But like, I'm I'm a poet, so obviously a lot of this like lyrical driven music from that era really really excited me at that age so it's, it was cool to look through some of the cd booklets and like see the lyrics specifically that stuff is old. yeah does it make you cringe at all is that a weird question sometimes yeah really sometimes which songs would make you cringe from this uh, you know it's hard i cringe for different many different reasons just because you grow and you learn like i appreciate everything that i went through yeah and that my musical journey has went through but you know i also look and be like i could have handled myself you always like look back and yeah. reflect and it's just like how you would live now versus then right um so i think it's just things like that and i mean even like we had a lot of demons with this record uh because of track four or track five uh baby blue oh yeah i was we gonna many, talk about that many demons about that that's one, also so. one of my favorite songs and i didn't even realize that that was from the that that was a reference from the other song because yeah. no, I didn't curious. know the other song Am until I allowed recently. to know about the demons? You are. We were, it was a, a band that I will not mention mm -hmm. that we, we love. You know, we were really looked up to. And it's probably not their fault. Like, everybody has weird decisions that you make. Yeah. Um, but at the time, we used a line from a song that, like, we loved. Yeah. Um, and we got clearance from the label. It was like five, five words. Yeah. Um, 
we got clearance from the label and then we put the song out like on a video and it was like no you don't have clearance then oh. we got sued and we got a gag order which i don't think is in effect anymore yeah but just but, be careful <laughs> and we lost careful. like a percentage of the song we had to give oh, man. forever and well and like in perpetuity yeah so well, we damn. were i actually noticed when you made the you made ace ender's uh, EP acoustic. What was it? Dusting off the old guitar. Yeah, yeah. I noticed you left those lines out of yes. the acoustic and I version. I've never sang them live. Oh, because the crowd sings it. The crowd sings it. <laughs> you I, can't even, even sing it I, if you I, wanted to. It's sure. <laughs> it's respectful. It works that the crowd does it, but I yeah, I still wouldn't be able to do it. And like you know, we've buttoned things up with that other yeah band since then. So yeah. it's like well, I mean, you're like time goes. I don't know how old you are. You're like I'm old. Late thirties. He's forty. 40. Remember? Forty. Oh yeah, you just turned forty. <laughs> Sorry, bad podcast host etiquette. Um. But, you know, I think anything you look back on when you're 40, it, things you were doing in your, like, early 20s, you're going to have some <laughs> reconsiderations yeah. on it. I think a lot of people, in the long run, a lot of people are going to appreciate this, like, without oh. a question. Like, yeah. I, I still appreciate it, like, I, I, even more now than I did back then, because, like, I understand, like, what it takes to make something sound like that. Right. And it's, like, impossible these days it without, was- to restrain and, like... To have like all these like feedback noises and yeah. Chris, who you, Chris Baldani is the name of the Badami. other Badami. Um, <laughs> I he, wish it was Baldami. <laughs> Baldani. I think I'm, I'm thinking about the pasta I'm gonna have for dinner. Um, <laughs> Baldani. Um, did he have a background in producing? Uh, yeah, and so he's you guys been a producer for years. Okay, so cool. we worked with him on our first EP, and that led us to work with him on that one and the following one. Yeah. Okay. I was curious if you just were both kind of like learning as you went no he's the proest guy you cool. could um, you could imagine <laughs> did he work with like a I lot of him, bands that you heard or you were just friends with him uh we he did the starting line ep nice um and at the time we did our ep like we were friends with the starting line for way back before they were the starting are line. they from new jersey they're from pennsylvania yeah. okay so, i was listening to them yeah. i don't know how i didn't end up listening to you guys <laughs> yeah we actually played shows with them when they were called sunday drive we were like um and that's why we named the song Sunday Drive off of the EP. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, he, he's actually, Kenny is on uh, Fluxy. He is, yeah. So did you write that? I mean, I guess it's the same verse twice. It's the same verse, yeah. I love that. I was yeah. going to say, by the way, I was I was looking at the way that you write songs, like, because the lyrics are right here. And some of the songs... I missed that about CDs. They're just so simple. And I, you don't realize how simple they are until you just, like, if you read the Fluxy lyrics... Yeah. It's just so short. So short. But I was into such that a great stuff. song. Yeah. I mean, I I mean, you heard my music. I'm kind of like doing that too, but I didn't realize. Yeah. Like I probably got it from you somehow. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was like listening to like leftover crack and like choking victim and stuff during this time, and like it feels it has like that punk influence. Me like, too, because choking victim was one of my favorite bands yeah. as, a, as a kid. Yeah. Same. <laughs> so yeah. songs were under. If it was under a minute and a half, it was punk as fuck. Like, right. and so the shorter the lyrics, that's like that's that influence showing. I feel like. For sure. Not to be presumptuous. Yeah. Um, lately, like, on the internet, a lot of people have been, like, arguing about, like, what emo is. Like, you know, oh, yeah. you obviously that. saw that website, Is This Band Emo? Right. And um, I think it's it's funny that people are calling, like, the emo revival right now when, like, really this this era was kind of the emo revival. Sure. Right? Because sure. it's like, when did emo happen? Like, late? Late the, 90s. Late. Yeah. Or, like, early, like, 97, maybe, right? Yeah. Yeah. From like the that guy, that album that you guys like that you referenced, when did that album come out? Which album? Um, I don't want to love you anymore. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I like that you. I like that we're being like. Um, I don't know. I think that was a ninety. 
that might have been 99. Okay, so it wasn't that much. So I guess it wasn't really emo revival when this came out. But um, it's yeah, still we were like, like tail end of phase one, maybe. Yeah, but people didn't really, it didn't get as big. People didn't know about it because it got such a stigma. Like during that time, for us, and I think which helped us now, but hurt us then, was there was a, a real stigma around emo. I remember receiving our first stickers when we signed to drive through that said like emo band from New Jersey. I was like, oh, we can't put these at the merch table because everybody was like so anti-emo at the time right it's like it had its moment and then it it like i feel uh, like there were i feel like they were more like anti the word right. more than actually knowing it just had this like sure. connotation yeah yeah what, what what made it negative i don't know because it came, became too much of a scene i think became because it came, became a scene yeah, yeah I, th- I think that's probably it and also it was really confused at the time because there were bands like the reason why we wanted to make it super raw is like because we wanted to be like want the to other be emo punk. bands yeah we wanted it to be like you know <clears throat> sound more like a jets brazil record than a yeah than you know something really produced and really e- exactly polished. and then emo sort of took a turn to where it was like emo was the most polished thing and i mean even if you look now like i think it's wonderful what has happened with the genre and in, in terms of like emo night making it a cool thing yeah Yeah, those are my good friends actually yeah it's like at first i my first response to that was like i hate this because (laughs) not only does it like in at first i was like this sort of makes me feel like i can be replaced so easily Mm. and it's like people are much more excited to be there Mm. but then it's like you realize how it revitalized the entire scene and like i became friends with them uh you know as well and like it's like just such a cool um spark that it just put into the uh the whole the whole genre and now it's like i love doing them like yeah. if i get invited to one i'm like do you yeah, do the emo night bk yeah uh, i'm friends with the emo night la guys oh okay wait is there beef there's division there, there's a little beef we, <laughs> let's bring it we don't together have to, we don't have to Look, get into let's get it by here's what it needs to be there's no beef in emo man but um <laughs> no beef in emo. I, w- I was actually it's all love. i was at coachella uh on saturday and Emo Night LA performed there. They played their set. They played like a bunch of emo songs, but I they heard about that. They kind of mixed them with uh they they kind of added some dubstep drops to it to make it more like festival like. But they yeah. brought out uh do you know Foster from uh, I mean sorry, Forrest from uh, Hello Goodbye? Of course. Yeah. I became friends with him because I was DJing a lot of Emo Nights and he was always there and we just became like good friends because we have a bunch of friends in common. And yeah, I was with him on Saturday actually. Really cool guy. Yeah. And uh, he played uh, here in your arms. Oh my gosh! Nice. The yeah. the leading MySpace profile song. Yeah, I think <laughs> if we got down to the stats. Yeah, but it's crazy because like he was playing, he was singing it, and he was on auto tune, and it feels like the song could still be like it feels like a current song because yeah. it's so like auto tuned and it felt right. so new. Was wasn't Joe in that band for a little bit? He was. Yeah, that's cool. Was he always in it, or just like a like a one or two albums? He was in it for I know definitely one album. Um, after we took a break, he joined Hello Goodbye, and then um, now he manages them. Oh, really? So, yeah. Oh, that's sick. awesome. And us as well. Oh, that's He can't sick, do yeah. stage anymore. He's like... Oh, he doesn't play the shows with you guys? No, no. You, you have know? Bill now? Bill also, has, this is going to be his first time not on stage as well. Oh, really? Some, you know, it's like, it's a weird life, number yeah. one. It mm. doesn't, you know, it's a... Uh, Especially now especially now yeah. so i think 
for you know i totally respect um any decision that anybody has to do for themselves like that it's you know and, and bill yeah, has a, a great situation that he set himself up in and joe obviously is crushing it in management world so like <laughs> and he's still very much part of the team you know just behind the scenes so, so does, does he record with you guys if you guys make new stuff he doesn't record because he doesn't like to learn anything on guitar anymore <laughs> he's like I, i'm done learning so, anything cool. on knows everything. he can do that <laughs> So. Um, so you have new music coming, you uh-huh. said? And are you guys going to tour to support it? Yes. Are yes. you, do you know when? I do. When? Uh, in the fall. Okay. Cool. That's the, as much as I can give yeah. right now. Cool. Full band tour? Full, full bands. Yes. I'm very excited for that. I know mm-hmm. a lot of like my friends who are on tour right now are like really struggling with COVID stuff, which is kind of a bummer to bring up, but like, yeah. does that freak you out at all? Just because touring is freak me out in sense I mean, of like i'm afraid that i'm gonna get on tour and everything's gonna get canceled as yeah. soon as i get there and have to lose a ton of money yeah <laughs> probably yeah <laughs> that's freaky um it's also freaky to you know i we did a, a fall tour and i'll be honest like i struggled very much with it just because i'm like i don't know if i feel right putting people in a room mm. together yeah and i think that was the biggest holdup that I had. It wasn't like, oh, am I gonna? It was ethics. Am I gonna get sick or yeah. something like? That. It was more like, I don't know if I feel comfortable doing that. But at the end of the day, I think we got so much response of people being excited and needing it, and it's like, all yeah. right, well, if they're doing the proper things and being responsible, as you you know they yeah. should, then everything should be okay. Yeah, you gotta like trust your audience. To, you do, yeah. and we have a very nice audience, so. Yes, here yeah. he is. <laughs> <laughs> He's a here wonderful, a wonderful guy. <laughs> so, do you think you're going to upload? Um, there's, there's the video for something that produces results, and that one, I need to see it in full. <laughs> I need to see it in full HD. Are we going to get that video too? On the sadly, channel? I'm going to say uh, probably not. It's hard. To, you don't have it. I mean, we can have it. Lost mm. to the sands of time. It was one of them that like you don't like it so much. No, because it was like our first like high budget video, and it didn't quite hit the mark of what we wanted it to hit. Mm-hmm. And I think it was like more of like a, our idea came out sort of wacky, yeah. Rather than like I mean, I up. can't when I watch it on YouTube, I can't find a high quality uh, version of it, so I don't know like even what you guys wanted it to look like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There, there was. Um, if it felt like a cool like three D like concept something happening there was and it was the camera was supposed to like swerve in and out throughout this crowd and like you'd see everybody's like own individual stories and stuff but it didn't it was just like a live performance where we were flat so like it didn't really quite hit the mark but we do have really funny uh because it was all green screen just individual (laughs) shots of us awkwardly playing by ourselves (laughs) wow (laughs) we got that behind the scenes dvd (laughs) That's pretty funny. That would probably be more interesting <laughs> to release. <laughs> well, then people could make their own edits if you had the oh, raw green screen. That could work for There's now. There's a lot of potential. Yeah. You could be like, "Hey guys, you, make, you guys want the music video? Make it yourself." Yeah, yeah. honestly. <laughs> um, let's see. Oh, I also wanted to talk about "Ever So Sweet." Okay. Is it let's about it. weed? Yeah. Everyone <laughs> wants to know. No, it's not. I've actually the brownies. Do not. Do not. He doesn't smoke, do. Yeah. I didn't. Th- I didn't think you did. Yeah. But I felt like maybe like uh, the song was about you being high from weed brownies. I wish it's about cookies. <laughs> <laughs> normal, normal ass cookies. <laughs> so do you, do you consider this a happy song? Ever so sweet. Yeah. No. No. Right. Sure. 
Sure. What percentage of your now. songs would you consider? There's always a bittersweet. I always yeah. I do everything with a bittersweet vibe. Bittersweet it's chocolate like, chip. It's always like good, then bad, but it's like <laughs> my my overall message, and this might be cheesy, mm-hmm. but what I've always tried to put out there is like as dark and hard as things get, and that's what I've tried to symbolize in songs. Like as dark as it gets, like there's a light at the end of the tunnel type of a thing. Mm-hmm. And like I'm glad that it feels like the majority of people have taken that sentiment away from everything being like, you know, just from what I hear and people tell me, um, it's a very like, so it's, there's always like a bittersweet to it though. There's always gotta be a push and pull for me. Yeah. I mean like it's the, yeah, your subject matter, like even though it sounds a lot like dark, but it's mostly like on the positive side, like I'm never listening to it and like, Oh, I want to kill myself, you know? Good. Yeah. I was going to ask if that was like, I mean, you were what, like 21 when, the mm-hmm. okay <laughs> would you were you ever like afraid did it ever scare you to make like music that resonated with like kind of a vulnerable age group i don't know if that's something you ever thought about that's what i wanted like i like i came from a very weird beginning yeah so like my whole thing was trying to identify with people in a situation of where they felt uncertain or you know like and like i said like know that you're not alone mm-hmm. and that, you know, you can, put, you know, find a way through it. Yeah. I think that has always been the thing. Um, so even at that young age, I was like, I always had the mindset of like, I'm going to at least have the intention to yeah. make this, whether, however anybody, anybody interprets it is whatever. Yeah. But my intention has always been to um, have that, you know, like do it for, or, you know, create something that can help people through a dark time. That's awesome. Something like that. Yeah, it's funny you say that, because now that I realize, like, your songs, like I was saying before, they get really pretty, and then they get really dark, and they get really pretty, so it's kind of like, you know, the ins and outs right. of life. <laughs> I think that's, like, all my favorite art. It has that redemption arc, honestly. Like, you've got to have leave somebody with, like, a little bit of hope at the end, at yeah. least. Yeah. <laughs> I think, um, so when I first listened to this album, the, the one that I listened to the last was like exchanging 200 mm-hmm. so that one always every time i listen to it it feels like a a new song to me i think that's a really good song too it's very similar to to um the course of human life and right, uh wise, yeah there's like this one part where there's like a pause and then there's like a, a little the jazz organ oh, oh my god what is that whose idea that's, was that i love we, that <laughs> we got into the weird sounds uh that was joe he played that um and it was just like we wanted to do it just like a weird organ thing. It doesn't last very long. It's just to no. It's like a it it's a nice little like uh like a break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so your is the first thing you ever produced uh your for all this EP. Is that the first thing like the first music uh, ever you ever like, worked on? Um, or did you work on like other music before you started? Because like, it's a great you know piece of work, and it's like, is it your first like no crack at it? No, we um I had done a bunch of stuff prior to that um we did a record before that and uh you know a couple eps we were in different bands i was in a a band that was almost got signed to drive through before early november so that's like sort of how i had you know you had some experience in recording right right um so it was um yeah it it was you know it wasn't my first thing it was my first thing with a budget yeah The, the first song i ever heard from you guys was uh um, every night's another story. I got, I got the uh, drive-through records uh, compilation. 
Oh yeah, I had one of those. Yeah, right. It was. I think that was the one that was in there, right? It should have been. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that sounds right. And I heard that song, and I was like, "What the fuck is this? This is fucking awesome." That's. <laughs> a, I love that. I yeah. love that. I, I appreciate that. I feel like during this era, I got exposed to a lot of like new music through video game soundtracks. Mm. I don't, this is a totally random ass question, <laughs> but is that? Do you know? Was that something you guys ever were considered for? Like, talk to anybody about? Um, I know it's not exactly the, quite the vibe, but yeah, at the time our vibe <laughs> did not, not align like with crazy that. Taxi. No. <laughs> no, it didn't make like Tony right. Hawk, like yeah, yeah, Tony they Hawk had a lot of, yeah. yeah, but that was more like skate punk. Yeah, right. Yeah, wasn't quite loud, yeah. mean yeah. enough. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> we had too many, you know, nooks and crannies. <laughs> yeah, that's a good way to say it. Too many dynamics. <laughs> yeah, probably, probably. <laughs> yeah, let's see. Um... And you're like fairly new to the internet, right? Uh, you haven't really like been posting. Oh, I love this question. No, I no. am. I'm not good at the internet. No, I know that shows my age, but I'm just like you don't have to be, man. I have a really <laughs> hard time reading, so that already puts me like far back. Like, because I'm like anything that I gotta read word, words on. Not that I don't like to. It's that like I was born with a weird brain, so I don't like I can't put letters together. So it's like <laughs> that always like sets me back from the internet. Yeah, and then um. You know, so yeah, I'm I'm kind of green to it. You could say that. Okay. Wait, were, did you were you guys like on MySpace back in the day? Uh huh. Yeah. Did you enjoy the internet at that time? No, I didn't contribute to the. You MySpace. were like, no, that's not me. Yeah, that wasn't that wasn't <laughs> me. Yeah. That was a good thing that you brought up MySpace. Actually, um, oh, you guys uploaded a full band version of "Make It Happen" yeah. on MySpace, and now I look for it. You can't find it anywhere. Can't find it anywhere. <laughs> no. Sonny's just here to settle I'm personal like, um, beef. He's like, where's, where's the, song? the song? Where's the video? <laughs> well, here's the thing. Like, it's we turned 20. The mm-hmm. We're celebrating our 20th anniversary this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so thank you. I appreciate yeah. that. So we, uh, we're putting together a very nice so we're gonna hear present it. for everyone. Yeah. Okay. I actually, I think I saw a little video of you guys recording something on the, on the Instagram. Yep. Was it that song? I think it was might have been. There was one of them with that. Yeah, we uh, put together a lot of nice, wonderful things. Awesome! I'm very stoked about it. I'm excited. I think people are going to dig this. What's that going to be? It's going to be like a new album, or it's going to be like a just like a greatest hits new, whatever. I guess we're going to find out. Okay. Surprise! (laughs) Yeah. I know this is like a weird like businessy question, but like you're on Rise Records now, and like some of the stuff you wrote is on Drive Through. We're actually on Pure Noise now. Sorry. Label what, number what three. did I say? Rise. Rise. Because we were noise. on Rise for a while. Right. You're on Pure Noise now, but now Pure Noise. So how does that work when you make something new with your old That's material? That's a good question. I don't know. Well, yes, and this is why we had to anything that we did that was old, we had to re-record mm. mm-hmm. because it's like we're covering. Okay, got it. You know, so whoa, when, yeah, covering yourself basically. <laughs> That's like that. wild. Yeah. yeah. That's. That's pretty cool. I'm excited for that because I remember the Make It Happen full band version. Like very vividly, but like not really. But I really like the acoustic version. Yeah, the acoustic version was okay. But I think the full band, we were actually recorded it three times. We recorded it oh full band for this record. We recorded it full band for the Mother the Mechanic and the Path record. And then we recorded it another time. So it's it's one. There it is. <laughs> oh, man. He's got it all in I love it. I love it. Yeah, we, we've done it several times. So. Yeah, that's, that's It insane. just never made it. And you know what? It's one of them that Jeff and I always kick ourselves for because it's if we put it on the rooms too cold, it would have been hands down the the single. Yeah, it would have been like the song. And that you, version and is you great. didn't want it. 
You didn't want it to be the. You didn't want that to be the single. We already went over that I had that I'm an idiot. <laughs> right. That I have. A I don't think you're an idiot. I honestly think that every, all the choices you made were right choices. At the time, they were. <laughs> we wanted to not be looked at as, you know, pop punk. We wanted to be classic emo, and there just wasn't a really. There wasn't that. There was no space for like that kind of a fun high energy song it's hard to get a single out of a classic emo album it's hard too yeah definitely yeah. it's like that's why ever so sweet is the only single off of that record really yeah probably there's no music oh is there a music video nope. for it there, there should have been it was very dumb right like i said <laughs> like there's so many things i look back on and i'm like yeah you could have done this way differently to like this record for instance mm -hmm. i love this record it's great but there's three records this one, and I'm going to be honest with you, the, the, I do love this record, and I love all the songs when I listen to it, but I don't know the songs in and out, because there's so many. There's so many. And there's many different tracks? renditions of them, too, right? Uh, there's like there's like 11 on two of the records, and then there's a full dialogue record. Oh that's like dialogue God. and weird acting. It didn't come Skits, out yeah. the right way, but it, um, and it, that was meant to tie together the other two albums. So mm. each album... Ref at, time reflects what's happening in the main story but just through song wow it's i was in a place it's a uh, high concept that. it yeah. is and you know what the one thing that i'll hang my hat on forever is that at least to my knowledge i don't think anyone else on a major release that you know has no. ever done something like no that way. so i yeah. you know that was my shot that was our like super budget everything and i was like we could take the path of least resistance and make a straight up pop commercially emo. viable yeah that that was the plan yeah to like hit that next level but i was like nah i'm gonna make a triple disc concept album where the two records with music tie into the third record with dialogue and they match up insane and what cool. did the label say it's cool it's they, cool they were cool with it uh, we had to work on some contractual things but they were cool with it uh, and it's like, you know, when it came out, it was just a lot to digest. I mean, yeah, there, I mean, there are definitely some songs that stick out to me on this album. Like, I really liked A Little More Time. Right. That, that was, was a like, cool one. But that was with the chorus, the cl the 90s radio songs. Yeah, yeah. That, that's, oh. that's the one. Great, great song. And Little Black Heart, it kind of reminds me of um, that Beatles song, uh, Blackbird. Yeah. Is that oh, I love Blackbird. Is that like favorite. a is that like a reference or or you weren't thinking that? No, I wasn't thinking that at the time. But, but it, I was listening to it like uh, recently, and I thought it really like same vibe. Yeah, yeah. I I love that you said that because I had, I didn't start listening to the Beatles until like a few years ago. I still don't I was listen to them. So <laughs> yeah, I, I just know that song. I know like yeah. three songs, but I love that song by the Beatles. Yeah, I mean, I sense. I think for me, it was like everyone says that they're the greatest of all time forever mm. as a kid. So I'm like, I can't listen to yeah, it. You're like, right. nope. I'm, no. I think I'm, I'm the like, same way. <laughs> like, but now I listen to the Beatles. Like I love the Beatles. Like every, everything. Like appreciate. They, um, it's phenomenal. And you think of it, what they did over the course of their career and the time that they had yeah. and for how long that they were actually a band. It's like, like nine years, not even. Yeah, there's something messed up about what happened there. Like, yeah. how how are you? Like, that no good? wonder people thought they were like selling their souls to Satan. Yeah, honestly. like they probably did. Like, yeah. how else could you do that? <laughs> I mean, like, I, I think any amount of time in the music industry for a long time will, you know, fuck you up. Yeah, yeah. 
it's just such a crazy industry. Is there any other music that you've gotten into in recent years that you had just like never? Country? Yeah. Oh, no, not country specifically. I mean, come on, yeah. man. Country. <laughs> well, I reckon. Well, I reckon. Uh, any other music like you're not talking genre specific you're talking yeah, just like anything just that you're like into now drop that a name drop an artist you. that you like maybe <laughs> drop an artist that i like like i i'm a very um i mean i have different phases at all times yeah so like i was in a really weird dark place i would say for the past two years almost mm -hmm. i don't want to say like not in every uh area of life yeah maybe just business and music and all that stuff and yeah. like what my own worth is as an adult at this point in time. And um, I remember just being like fully just checked out. And um, I, in a just really de depressed, weird place. Yeah. And this artist, which you might know, you might not, he's crushing it right now. But uh, it's a record, it's like a pop record. Um, Sam Fender is the dude's name. And like, that one song, the first track, like I remember hearing it for the first time. It's nothing like insane. Yeah. But just something about it, like that record, I will credit it to like fully pull me out and like put me back into music. What's it called? Do you know? Uh, 17 Going Under. Oh, okay, cool. I'll check it's, it out. It's real dope. Like I, I think it's like, like I said, it's nothing that's going to change. It's not like... It's not going to change the world. No, but it's, yeah. it's wild but how it's, that happens. But it's it's just awesome, I think, like, lyrically, like, the stories and everything. Like, it just... I Like, to me, it's like I appreciate that record so much. It's awesome. I think, awesome. like, it, it always surprises me when I'm in, like, a dark place what music resonates with me the most and, like, gets me out of it. Sometimes it'll be... Yeah, it could be, like, the craziest thing. Like, I'll listen to, like... Uh, like a um, what's that famous like Disney song like it, Frozen? Let it go. A dream is, no, a dream <laughs> is a wish your heart makes. Oh, like I hear yeah. like a creepy version of that or like a vibey version, and I'm like, I think my life just changed. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. Like every time, every year on my like Spotify Wrapped, there's one song up there, and I'm like, oh, I just remembered the day I was so depressed that I listened to this one song by the weekend on repeat 68 times yeah, <laughs> yeah. i i hey. found uh i found phoebe bridgers when i was like really depressed oh god that's dangerous <laughs> and she became my favorite singer songwriter ever and uh that's her stuff amazing. is so good She's so good yeah. that's am that's amazing that's what music it is definitely for. helped me though yeah. even though like i like when i'm sad i need more sad to make me feel better yeah right? well it's like goes back to what you talked about seeing seeing your feelings represented in music makes you feel less alone yeah. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I saw her play live at Coachella on Friday. I'm going to um It was insane. <laughs> going to some festival I've never heard of before um in LA in August and it's like her The Strokes, LCD Sound System and my friend Lily's band La 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 La. So oh, yeah. I'm excited for that. Oh yeah. And you're coming to town May 19th. Well, I guess you live not far, but you're playing a show yeah. in Where at? Brooklyn, right? Mhm. Mm in Brooklyn. Yeah, at we should what? go. At Brooklyn Steel Babies. It's, it's a, I don't know where it is. I forgot I where it is. I, f I forget where it is too, but it's, it should be fun. Yeah. yeah. It should be fun. I wanted to do like an acoustic run in like very small rooms and make cool. it really like intimate. Um, and I think like, it's just like, I was craving that type of vibe because I love rocking. I love like sweating, but I also love when I get to just sit there and tell stories and like connect in a different way. I mean, your so. music has that feel like your acoustic songs, they can all stand on their own as a full, you know. Even do you play a lot of the? I mean, obviously you probably play the electric ones, acoustic versions of them. Definitely. But um, do you tend to play more of the acoustic songs because you're doing an acoustic show? 
Um, no, I think I do a lot of interaction. And you like, also so do songs from like every everything. So every when project. people yell, I I try and like <laughs> you take it, requests. even if I don't remember it, like I'll try. Right. And if I make a fool of myself, I think people appreciate that. I'm like, I have to warn you. Look, I'm gonna say the wrong words. I'm gonna right. forget. I'm gonna forget <laughs> stuff, and you just got to deal with that. I mean, like definitely on this album, there's like there's some songs that you just can't play, like "Course of a Human Life." You can't play that acoustic. Can it you? It would be bad. Yeah. Have you ever played I that have, acoustic? Yeah. Wow. It wouldn't work. I was even thinking like I was thinking like this is probably hard to play live, and then I looked and I saw some videos, and it sounded really tight live. I I saw a bunch of videos of you guys playing in Australia. I think in 2012. Mm. Um, someone recorded the set like perfectly. Yeah, it was a really nice recording. Oh my god, every song on there sounds so good. Did y'all tour internationally a lot? Have y'all? Mm-hmm. Where's like your favorite city you've been played? Favorite city? Is it hard to choose? It's really hard <laughs> to choose. Um, it's. I, I think I have different favorite cities for for different reasons, but yeah. like, um, we put the the Gros Rock Festival in Belgium was one of my favorites ever because my wife was with me at the at the time on on that tour cool and like we were in like europe it was awesome like we had uh the kids stayed with my mother-in-law and it was just like a very we had like a magical day walking around the city yeah Yeah. and then like played this festival that just was wildly attended and amazing and they all knew your songs in europe too you know i didn't think that anybody was going to it was like one of the scariest sets ever because 10 minutes before it's like festivals are weird like that. Yeah. You know, 10 minutes before I walk out on the stage and just Nobody. to like give a look, no one. <laughs> and I walk back into the trailer. I'm like, this is going to be bad. I don't I'm know, just guys. counting down time. <laughs> like, we don't belong here at this punk fest. They're going to hate us. It's like, <laughs> nobody's going to be here. And then by the time the, I walked on stage, the tech handed to me the guitar. It was like the place was packed and nice. it was They were just waiting awesome. for the less than jake set to finish yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that's the cool thing about festivals too yeah you just drift over you just drift and it's like what other bands awesome. played at that festival that if you can remember um you know? yeah melancholin okay that was really exciting nice. for me i uh, like them a lot yeah i found them on LimeWire. i found Sorry, them on tony hawk pro skater yeah i'm tony hawk yeah <laughs> man gotta love the t-hawk days Thing. Yeah, I still play every. I mean, I haven't played in like two weeks, but uh, you're on a sabbatical. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I went, I went to, I went to California and stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. But um, I play Tony Hawk. You can play it live now. Wow. So like I, against other people. I play against other people, what? and there's no talking to each other. Like if you win, you're just like, <laughs> and then you it. keep playing. Yeah. Like no one knows. <laughs> yeah. But it's it's cool because they have the one and two remade on on Switch. That's awesome. So oh, it's like so you can play it on the go. You, should, very, you could have been playing it at Coachella. Yeah, I, I could have brought it to should, Coachella. <laughs> should have. Yeah. Should have. Um, I guess we can wrap up. I think we got a pretty solid. Uh, yeah. Unless there's anything specific that you want to. Yeah. I think you want to get into that out. we didn't ask. That I want to get into? Yeah. No, I mean I'm in. I'm. I feel like I got in. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um. All right. Thank you so much for being Sweet. here. Yeah. Thank Glad you. to be here. Nice to meet you too. Thank you very all much. Right. I appreciate it. Do people usually like say something at the end? Uh, if can, you got anything you want to plug, like social media or anything? Um, follow me on Instagram. No, I'm joking. Yeah, <laughs> you already follow me. I mean, y'all <laughs> have an Instagram. Yeah. What is, is it your just at the early November? Yeah. All right. At the early November. At, at Ace Enders. Yeah. Yeah, and Hell come yeah. to some shows. Yeah, definitely. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for yeah. putting that in there. Come I'll to some shows. You. you know, I'm I'm really excited for the show. Honestly. Come to some shows. I don't think I've ever been to an acoustic one. I've been to a bunch of the full band shows, but. 
Yeah, I want to go to the Brooklyn one. So come with me. We're going. It's going to be a nice time. All right. Mm-hmm. All right, thanks it. for coming. Sweet. Bye. Yeah.